We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. How are you on this beautiful day? I'm so grateful to be spending a little bit of time with you and know that I'm sending you blessings of grace, ease, peace, joy, and ever-expanding love. So my thought is most everyone's biggest fear, their largest, most looming fear is the subject of death. And from my perspective, our greatest human suffering is the immense grief we feel when someone we deeply love transitions. But what if we knew that death was just a doorway. And then what we've perceived as a permanent loss is really just an alteration of relationship. Don't you think maybe we could live with a greater sense of peace if we knew that our quote unquote lost loved one was actually very close by? And passing is simply that, a passage through, a shift in frequency, a metamorphosis, a transition, and simply a transformation, like shifting the frequency on our radio dial. Mike Anthony knows the answer, and he's going to share it with us here today. Mike's book, Love Dad, How My Father Died Then Told Me He Didn't, can give us all hope that is so desperately needed, and he does so with evidence, honesty, and grace. So Mike Anthony has been a professional actor and not professional bartender since he graduated from Wayne State University with a master's of arts degree in theater. His first book, Life at Hamilton, chronicles the extraordinary time he spent as a theater bartender with an up-close perspective of Hamilton, an American musical, as it rocketed into Broadway history. Beyond Mike's life in theater, his journey took an unexpected turn when his dad passed away suddenly, leading him down a remarkable path of discovery. He now spends a lot of his time exploring evidence suggesting the survival of consciousness beyond the demise of the physical body. A part of Mike's story is told in the documentary series, Surviving Death on Netflix. He also wrote an incredible book called Love Dad, How My Father Died and Then Told Me He Didn't. So Mike, thank you for doing the show with me last week and for saying yes to a second show with me this week. I would do any number of shows with you, Dr. Tammy. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of content here and we could talk for a long, long time. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So for our listeners that are hanging out with us, if you didn't listen to the show last week, I would highly recommend that. But we can uh, continue the conversation. They can go back and listen to it later or, you know, they can uh, stop this one and listen to that and then come back. Lots of good stuff here. I want to talk to you about the Netflix documentary that you participated in. I know that you were starting your own documentary mm-hmm. and I want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about the Netflix documentary. Can we start there, Mike? Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, the, so I had, I had been making my own documentary, uh, about this things that were happening in my life that were uh, astounding. And I, um, you know, they were changing my life. And, and as I wanted to, as I started investigating more and more, uh, I started to make this documentary and one of the women involved in it is a woman named Leslie Kane, who is a, uh, fantastic writer. She's a journalist for the New York times. Uh, she wrote a book called surviving death, which is mm-hmm. a great, 
great book uh, that covers sort of the the best information out, the best evidence out there right now, uh, suggestive of survival of consciousness beyond death. And um, during the time that she was involved in my film, Netflix decided to make a six-part series based on her book, Surviving Death. And she brought my my story to Netflix. And so that's how I got involved. Mm, and what was that like? I mean, it was uh, lovely. It was, uh, you know, an amazing experience, the chance to um, share this story uh, with more people in in a more mainstream way is is the hope. You know, Netflix has such a such a wide reach. Um, and a lot of this, the evidence that's out there is really strong. I mean, it is really um, strong. You know, we, we have some evidence that I would say uh, says as clearly that uh, uh, life goes on after death as uh, as the science that says smoking is bad for your health. You know, <laughs> I, I really feel like the evidence is that strong in a lot of cases. So uh, being able to um, have a platform like Netflix with, with such, you know, a worldwide reach has been amazing. And, you know, now I get messages from people all over the world sharing their stories with me. And, and it, that's been my favorite part, uh, getting, uh, getting the, making these connections with, with people who have wanted to say, yep, uh, by the way, I do think life goes on after death and I'll tell you why. And then I get to hear all of these, you know, wonderful stories. Yes. I, I think that that is such a gift to be able to pay forward what you've learned and, um, can share, you know, it's like you've transitioned and shifted through your grief and now you're able to help others do the same. So you say that a lot of people since surviving death, um, people that have been grieving have contacted you looking for advice or comfort. What do you tell them? Yeah, the main thing, I would say that the question that I most often get actually is uh, regarding mediumship and how to mm -hmm. find a good mm -hmm. medium. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, there are people out there who, who are practicing mediumship um, and, and making money doing it. But they might, they're not all doing it at the same level. Um, and it's not right. that they're just lying, you know, though, un unfortunately, there, there have been cases where, where obviously people have been caught lying and, and, and uh, outright faking mediumship. Um, it's easy for us to get fooled, of course, when, when we're grieving. Uh, so uh, that does happen. But more often than that, I think, are people who are practicing mediumship that maybe just should not be doing it publicly yet, you know, because right. uh, it's a skill that you can hone um, from what I've gathered. And uh, I think people, some people, um, you know, are just uh, out there in the public doing this uh, maybe before they're ready to be doing it. So um, right. there's a great resource out there called the Forever Family Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization uh, founded by people who have now become friends of mine. Um, and uh, they, one of the things they do is test mediums and they do this rigorously. Uh, mm -hmm. They do blind uh, tests with them. So uh, they have a list on their website of certified mediums and you can be sure that anyone on that list has been tested under controlled conditions and found to have true mediumistic ability and many many people apply to be tested because it, it makes a big difference to their business if they can put on their website that they've been certified by forever family um, but though many 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 people apply a uh, very few pass the test uh, that's how tough the test is so um, yeah that's one of the main questions I get is about how to uh, go about finding a reputable medium.
I think that's so helpful. You know, people have asked me, Tammy, do you believe in this? And I'm like, I do, but I think it's like so many things. It's like they're, there are great hairdressers and not great hairdressers, right. great doctors and not great doctors. And there's some people that are maybe kindergarten mediums and then there's PhD mediums. So Absolutely. I say be discerning, be discerning. And I I didn't know about Forever Family Foundation, but I think what a great resource. So thank you for sharing that. I'll be looking into that myself for mediums yeah. about uh, sure, people yeah. that I've known that have transitioned because I've I've had some good readings and I've had some medium medium readings. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I'll also say, you know, I've had, um, I had a reading with a woman that totally changed my life, you know, and then I started making this documentary with her where I was bringing total strangers to her and filming her doing readings with people I knew there's no way she could have uh, uh, had any time to Google or hire private detectives to follow, you know, or anything like that. And I watched her change people's lives time and time again. And even she has off days, you know, it, it's not a science. Uh, we can use the scientific method to evaluate um, whether or not it seems something genuine is going on using statistical analysis. Uh, but the actual process of mediumship is is not a is not a science. It is an mm -hmm. art of interpretation. Mm. You know, they're getting uh, so they're getting feelings and images and sounds. It's for for most mediums, it's not as though uh, the you know my dead father is standing beside her speaking in full sentences that she can hear and just report back to me. Um, so um, yeah, you know it's uh, you can go to one medium one day and have a fantastic reading and and go again uh, a year later and have a have a different experience. And I think, you know, you're bringing up a really good point. It's making me curious because like you and I are having a wonderful conversation, but I've had conversations and done interviews where it wasn't so easy. Sure. <laughs> so maybe this soul and that medium are getting along really well and they have a great rapport and a great energetic yes. um, resonance. And maybe sometimes it doesn't work that way. Absolutely. Great point. Great point. Yeah, I because that's, that's something to consider. Absolutely. I completely agree. You know, obviously the mechanism behind how all of this works, uh, we do not understand. I mean, that's we're, we're just finally getting some scientists to admit that it does seem like something weird is going on. Uh, <laughs> There's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, the actual mechanism around how it works is uh, we have no idea. And I think you're totally right. It could absolutely involve uh, the, the, the energy, the, the synergy between the medium and the deceased person or the medium and the living person that they're sitting with you know there could be uh, you know i'm sure there is a whole world of uh, uh, of stuff that that um affects how the communication process goes right Maybe i hadn't really considered that yeah i hadn't considered it until we we're having this conversation but to me that kind of makes things make some sense and i like mm. that i appreciate that so um your exploration into mediumship also branched off into some other areas of evidence. So um, what do you think some of the most compelling evidence is that, um, that's shown up in your experience that, that we survive the, the dropping of our physical selves? Yeah, uh, one of the one of the most uplifting areas that I've done a lot of research in now are near-death experiences. So mm, these are mm -hmm. people who yeah, these are these are people who die uh, for all intents and purposes. We'd call them, you know, quote unquote, clinically dead in that they've gone into cardiac arrest, for instance. So there's no uh, discernible heart or brain activity. Uh, right. You know, they're they're dead. Uh, and yet while dead, they have often the most profound 
clear uh, experience of their lives. And uh, of most interest to science are cases where something happens that's verifiable. So these are called uh, veridical NDEs, where, for instance, just as, a, as an example, a person is on an operating room table during surgery and they go into cardiac arrest. Now, these cases are, are, are um, important to science also because, you know, we have them hooked up to all of the monitoring equipment. So we know the minute, you know, the second their heart stopped beating uh, right. and that their brain was no longer registering activity and so on. And also, uh, these people are under general anesthesia okay so not only have they died but <laughs> before they died they were under general anesthesia and the way that general anesthesia works is by inhibiting neuronal right. activity right so yes. you, you're 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 made literally unconscious not conscious you, you should not be able to have your brain should not be able to process any message of any kind there are no mm -hmm. dreams happening you know you are out so not only are they under general anesthesia, but now, but, but now they've died and they claim they come <laughs> out of their body and then they see things while in this state. They perceive things. They hear things uh, there in the operating room, for instance. Uh, you know, they might notice uh, that the bald spot on the top of the surgeon's head or yep. the, the red shoes that one of the nurses has on. Uh, in the even more fascinating cases, then maybe they get bored with that situation, so they go out down the hall uh, where their families in the waiting room and they hear word for word the conversation going yep. on in the yep. waiting room and then you know they're, they're resuscitated they're shocked back to, to life uh often uh by the way they're rather annoyed by that they had been having usually such mm -hmm. an amazing time on the other side you know why why did you bring me back to this you know this heavy human body uh but anyway they come back and then they uh ha tell the story of what happened and they are able to give us this information uh that there is no way uh, as far as science um go understands for them to have that this should be possible what mm -hmm. they witnessed yeah and and it's not just one case we have like that we we have a lot of cases like this so these are some of my favorite stories mostly because and i've talked to now a lot of people who have had near-death experiences this is one of my favorite things to do now people often will seek me out like just recently at a party uh my my nephew's friend's stepfather a guy i never met before called me over he's like hey can i can you come on? i want to tell you something and then he he had died uh, and told me about his near-death experience but the 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 best part the thing i love most about this is the profound impact it has on these people's lives often it changes mm -hmm. them in a permanent way uh mm -hmm. And uh, can can often entirely change uh, sort of who they are as as uh, human beings. Yeah, fundamental uh, changes. Fundamental mm -hmm. base level changes. Yeah, That's positive true. changes. Um, and uh, so th those are uh, some of my. That, that's one of my favorite areas of research and it is a huge problem for neuroscience uh the fact that people uh, are having these experiences because again uh, according to neuroscience according to the mainstream materialistic paradigm uh when the brain stops getting oxygen that is the end of the story period yeah. it so should not quote unquote should not be possible should not be possible. And not only are they seeing some things, getting a flash of something, some things, these 
people are often saying they are having the most clear experience they've ever had in their lives. Yeah. They equate it often. Like, this is the dream. This state. is the dream. That's mm -hmm. what I was just going to say. They equate yeah. it to waking up from a dream. And this is what mm -hmm. we're in now is the dream. So, yeah, that's a great area. I had there's a great uh, organization again called the International Association for Near Death Studies, INS, INDSDRS.org. Uh, and they have um, a ton of self reported NDE cases on that website. And you can just spend months reading through all of these fascinating uh, stories that people. Can you repeat that again, Mike? Because yes. I want to write that down. Yeah, it's the International Association for Near Death Studies. Near Death Dot. So I think it's INDS, so I A N D S dot org. Okay. Yeah. I am. I've had Dr. Evan Alexander on my show a few yes. times, and he yeah. was a neurosurgeon. And that that experience, his near death experience, that you know, it it, it totally shifted his reality. Yes. It's yeah. uh, a remarkable book to read. And then I also had Erica McKenzie on here. I saw her video a while back and I was like, I'm so fascinated by this subject as well. I got very sick many years ago and kind of floated up out of my body and was having uh -huh. all these revelations and experiences and was, uh -huh. I came back as like, what? Interesting. <laughs> and I started studying past lives, near death experiences. It kind of opened my mind to some things that I hadn't really considered before. So I love having yeah. these conversations. I myself. mean, if, if, if floating out of your body doesn't open up your mind, it's hard to know what's going to. <laughs> And then I had, and it was it was interesting listening to you speak of this. I had a friend who had a near death experience on the table, had a heart attack, flatlined, floated up out of his body. Saw the nurse had a little hat on, and went, "Oh, I didn't know they still wore theirs. It's so cute." Floated down the hall. His fiance was crying, and he's like, "Why are you crying? Everything's fine. I feel great. What's wow. going on?" And it, it made me really laugh, and it made me happy because his personality survived mm -hmm. his um soul leaving his body and he mm -hmm. did later transition but i can still hear him talk to me in his own unique way and he makes me laugh out loud yeah so yes. such interesting um experiences conversations when we open our mind to these types of situations and i think sometimes mike it really does take us having a personal experience whether we're floating uh -huh. out of our body or somebody we love transitions it really rattles us and cracks oh, yeah. open our mind and heart don't you think oh i completely yeah i mean you it, it's kind of funny people like eben alexander who were strict materialist scientists and there are so many scientists out there that that this has happened to up until they have the personal experience uh you know there's no way you can convince them that any, that there's any water that any of this holds any water you know right. this is all malarkey and woo woo as you said until of course they die float up out of their body <laughs> and start seeing these things and 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 then they realize oh Okay, I, I guess I had been uh, wrong about that, and and that those are my favorites are the scientists uh, who have then had these personal experiences. I, but I think you're right. It's it's def no matter what you read. Until I saw what I did with my own eyes, right. um, you know, n nothing uh, n nothing is going to affect your life as much as that. And that's why I, I encourage people to really seek this stuff out for yourself. You know, Absolutely. look into meditation and, and and all of these things that can maybe help to bring you uh, closer to to some of these experiences. Well, and, and for you, Mike, you know, why would you have gone down this path or this particular rabbit hole if you had not experienced the loss of someone so important to you, so, so dear to you? Yeah. Uh, how else or why else would this have happened? 
It wouldn't have. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. No, it's uh, it it definitely takes uh, personal experience, and and um, you know that's something that I talk about a lot. Is mm-hmm. you know you you once you have one of these personal experiences, it no longer matters to you what any scientist has to say. You know, uh, the the personal experience things happen that are so profound, they completely change people's lives for the rest of their lives. Permanent Mm -hmm. change we're talking about. And yet we cannot pull that experience into a lab and study it under a microscope. And yet that does not mean it did not happen. You know, it, 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 so um, personal experience uh, is incredibly powerful and um, it's the thing that will, will really um, change how you how you how you um, engage with this stuff and think about this stuff until you really, you know, I, I had read books for my whole life about all sorts of things, but until you have the personal yes. experience, um, you know, that there's nothing like that. Well, and I think that's what we're here to do as spiritual beings, having our unique human experience. I've heard it said and believe it's true. We can't necessarily learn vicariously through anyone else's experience. We have to have our own. But then now as we do, we can look for other way showers or teachers or um, friends that have maybe been on this path or maybe perhaps down the path a little bit further, say like you are, that can um, give us hope and solace and help us deepen in our own personal faith. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are definitely, uh, you know, there, there are people pointing the way out there yes. and I'm thankful yes. for all of those people. And in now you're life. one of those people. Oh, I hope, I hope so. I hope so. But, uh, all they can do is point the way, yes. uh, to the place that's going to give you that, that real true personal experience. And, yeah. and um, then we have to take a path. Right. Right. Um, so yes, I, I appreciate so much you know, I have great compassion for what you've gone through, but it's it's pretty incredible how you've taken that situation and turned it into such a treasure for yeah. those of us that want to continue to learn, grow and expand and know more in this area. Yeah, I'm I'm glad. I hope so. I mean, the things that happened were so extraordinary, uh, so profound that it actually felt like it wasn't fair for me to keep this to myself. You know, it felt like these experiences were not mine, you know, uh, something this astounding, uh, the information should be out there for those who seek it. You know, that's how it felt. So, um, that's why I wrote the book. I, I mean, I, what happened in my life brought such comfort to me and my family. Um, that I found myself telling the story over and over again to people who, who, who subsequently lost someone in their lives. Uh, and, and that's why the book is there. It's because, uh, uh, there is comfort out there, uh, for people, you know, there is comfort. It's, it's too, it's very, being a human being is hard work. One of the hardest things in the universe. Uh, and if there's any way that we can make it easier for each other, you know, I, I think it's good to, to do those things. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I agree completely. I've had, um, people say that this is the hardest planet. I don't know if it is the hardest, but I know it's up there in regards Mm -hmm. to very challenging realities that, uh, that we, you know, we're born with veils over our eyes. We don't remember who we are. This is a planet of free will and choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's tough. You know, Earth is a school and it's not an easy school. So once we've enrolled, we deserve our own compassion and respect. <laughs> I agree. Yes, I had a I had a, a spirit person, a person who was a 
used to be a human, not in a body anymore. Know that I know that sounds nuts, but I can now say that openly. I had a spirit person tell me that uh, Earth is one of the hardest places to come okay. in the universe, and there are lots of souls uh, that in won't this do this. Who won't come? You know, they're like, it's no like, way. You walk into the into the amusement park and you look at the tallest, scariest, fastest roller coaster. <laughs> and the people who come to Earth are the ones who look at that thing and say, you know what? We're I'm going to do that. Do it. And everyone I'm... else is like, are you insane? No, don't do that. And you're like, yep, I'm going to do it. And we oh do it. Oh, my God, you're making me laugh out loud, Mike, because I literally did that when I was like four years old with my grandpa and I screamed yeah. my head off. And I feel like that is what life on planet earth is like <laughs> i yes and so this this spirit guy he was like listen if you wake up in the morning on earth pat yourself on the back that means that you are a way hardier soul than you realize you have no idea how astounding you are and how uh, so an infinite number of of entities in the universe look at you in awe and think my gosh i wish i had that sort of bravery yeah, I saw this documentary, Dolores Cannon said a lot of souls, spirits, maybe they're not souls, I don't know, but other entities are like, they have great admiration and respect. And they also say, you're a little cray cray. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> you got to be are. to take this ride. Yep. Yes. And to be, I think that really, if, if we can have our own compassion and respect, I think that can really support us and enjoying the journey a little bit more and just being more gentle with ourselves as we um, continue to explore and adventure back to our true home. Because I don't think this is our true home. I think it's a working vacation. And some of us are enjoying it more than others. And I really love, Mike, that you seem to be enjoying it right now, like from a place of true depth. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a happy guy. I've always been a, a very optimistic sort. You know, I've always loved life. Um, and my dad, after his death gave me the greatest gifts uh, of my life and that I'm now happier than I've ever been now because now I I have zero doubt I look at this the same way that as you just said this is a this is a vacation we chose to do this thing uh, it's it's you know the re as another spirit person told me uh, you know don't worry the return ticket home is guaranteed you can't get lost it doesn't matter which road you go down how windy they might be how 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 uh, wrong they might seem in in the moment it doesn't matter the return ticket home is guaranteed you're good all roads lead back there so um yeah all rivers uh, lead to the ocean i got right. to say that when i meditated once the river's taking me away and he goes it's okay tammy where is it going where all rivers go back to the ocean so that's relax right. enjoy that's the right. journey trust the process that's what i keep hearing relax enjoy the journey trust the process Yes, yes. Mike, can you believe it's almost over? I'm so sad. I feel like there's so much more we could talk about. But for days and days we for could. For days yes. and days. And, and maybe I'll have you back if you're up for it. Anytime, anytime. It would be great. So now can you do a shout out? Let people know where they can find you. Maybe see some of your videos. Maybe pick up your book. Sure. Yeah. The books are available on amazon.com and the website is mikeanthony.com. And yes, there are a bunch of uh, different video clips there where you can see some of the work we've done with mediums and past life regressions and things. It's all uh, on the website. Pretty fascinating stuff. Well, you have brightened my day in a multitude of ways. And I'm just so grateful for you just saying yes to your human adventure and sharing and paying forward what you've learned, gleaned, and know. Mike, I think you're extraordinary. Oh, I, I've had such a great time. I'm really uh, honored to be here. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. And to my friends, thank you for allowing me and Mike and my friend Tony to be a part of your day. We are so blessed by your presence. And just please know we're sending you 
energy of uh, respect, compassion, admiration, and great love. Please be in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com with any questions, thoughts, comments, show ideas, anything you want to share. Also Facebook, Instagram, and uh, relationship, most important thing in the world, connection, love, and uh, walking each other home. So take good, gentle, loving care of yourself and know you're in our heart and prayers. God bless you. Onward and upward. Onward and upward.